Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Reversing Hashimoto's. Uh, I'm your show host, Dr. Anshul Gupta, world's Hashimoto's experts. I help people reverse their Hashimoto's through functional medicine. And today I'm really, really excited about the topic that we have, especially talking about peptides and exosomes. These are the new age cutting technological treatment that we have in functional medicine especially for Hashimoto's and thyroid disorder. So I'm really excited, but let me introduce our speaker first so that we can delve into this topic. So Dr. Stephen Osterhout attended Western Michigan University, where he attained his pre-med degree in biological medicine, then his doctorate in chiropractic. Dr. Osterhout is a member of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, American Academy of Environmental Medicine, and the Institute for Functional Medicine. He also pursued postdoctoral studies in clinical nutrition and is a board-certified clinical nutritionist. At the age of 12, Dr. Osterhout was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and at 20, he underwent open-heart surgery. Ex experiencing these two profound health challenges so early in life created an overwhelming need to find answers as to why we become and remain sick. This fueled a passion for identifying how poor health develops and what can be done to overcome health issues using a functional medicine approach. Dr. Osterhout, welcome to our show over here. Thank you, Dr. Gupta. I appreciate it. And I'm really, really excited for our discussion today because, you know, like I'm using peptides in my uh, practice. But as you're discussing that, you know, exosomes were something that, you know, like I'm interested into, but we have not yet incorporated into our practice. So definitely very much interested into first, like asking you how you found this passion of functional medicine and stem cells and exosomes and peptides. So what is your story behind it? Well, um, I remember back in the day, I was about 10 years old and I was playing with my best friend at the lake here in Michigan and I felt funny and I came up from the lake and I was telling my mom, I wasn't feeling quite right. And her best friend was a nurse and the nurse said, oh, he's describing hypoglycemia. They sat me down. They gave me a couple cookies. I waited 20 minutes, went back out and played, and I was fine. But my mom was worried. So about a week later, she took me to the doctor. And the doctor listened. He said, yep, that's hypoglycemia. And his answer, his solution was to always carry a candy bar in my pocket. Now, I was impressed. I thought he was the best doctor in the world at 10 years old because my mom was very health-oriented. But that really isn't a good solution. So two years later, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and I was in the hospital learning how to give myself insulin injections and to check my blood sugar and, and the, the recommendations were to drink all the diet pop you want and drink skim milk. And those really aren't answers to why these things were happening. So I just did whatever they said and as I went through high school, I was, I was a good athlete and I played sports. But I wanted answers because the things that caused the diabetes were still there. I was just getting medication to manage it. And so I kept getting sick and I'd be on antibiotics or decongestants or antihistamines and I'd have headaches and stomach aches. And so finally I told my doctor when I was 19, I need some answers. I need to know what's going on. And so he looked me over real good and he said, okay, I'm going to send you to a cardiologist. I said, Hey, if that's going to fix all these headaches and fatigue and stomach aches and I'll do whatever it takes. So he sent me to the cardiologist. The cardiologist says, I think I found all your problems. And I said, you did? And he goes, yes, by the time I get done with you, I'm going to be a, you're going to be a tiger. And I said, oh, sign me up. About two months later, I had open heart surgery. Now, 
The problem with that is it didn't help anything. In fact, everything was worse because I had stronger medications, pain medication. I had my chest cracked open. And so after about eight months of my open heart surgery, I almost died. I couldn't even walk to the mailbox. And at my, my eight month visit with my cardiologist, I was telling him, hey, things are worse than they've ever been. I don't have any resolution to any of my issues. And he got out his notepad and he handed me a, a little prescription for Prozac. Wow. Now, my girlfriend at the time, now this is back in the early 90s. My girlfriend at the time was on Prozac and she was not having a good experience. So I knew right away that is not the direction I wanted to go. And I said, hey, I'm not depressed, but I'm getting upset. I'm getting angry. And that's when I heard about a doctor in Ann Arbor, Michigan, who was a part of the Environmental Academy, uh, Environmental Academy of Medicine. And she taught me to do things differently. And when I did what she said about identifying foods, detoxifying chemicals, healing the gut microbiome, everything started to change. And so in the next couple of years, I started to get healthier, no headaches, no antibiotics. Everything started to resolve, but I was still a type one diabetic. And I really wanted a solution and answer to that. And I heard about a cancer clinic in Mexico who had the most advanced technologies in the world for healing. I called them up. And I said, hey, can you help type 1 diabetes? And they said, of course we can. And then I was suspicious, though. And I said, well, you're a cancer clinic. How can you help type 1 diabetes? I'll never forget it. They said the same thing that causes diabetes, these same things cause cancer. Next thing you know what? I was down there getting treatment, and I got stem cell therapy, and it was amazing and changed my life. Wow. That's so that's my story in a nutshell, Doc. <laughs> wow. That was an amazing and an extraordinary story. You know, like I'm sure people will be amazed at looking at you kind of at such a young age, getting the diagnosis and then kind of getting it better through all these natural approaches is just amazing. So, I mean, what you're telling us is that, you know, like the root cause of all these problems are the same. So what do you think? Like, you know, the similar problems which causes thyroid Hashimoto's is the similar problem that causes type 1 diabetes too? Yeah, you're on the right track with that for sure. And what I usually see, scientifically speaking, you never really get one autoimmune disease. So once the immune system gets this immune dysregulation or immune confusion or autoimmunity, it has a tendency to want to do the best job possible. So it starts to attack our own tissues. And it just, it could be diabetes or it could be Hashimoto's. It could be rheumatoid arthritis. That immune confusion is the base uh, the fundamentals for what's causing these autoimmune behaviors. So when I'm thinking about Hashimoto's, I'm thinking about those underlying root causes, not only to Hashimoto's, but to every disease. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, I think in functional medicine, the approach that we also use is that, you know, you have to address all of those root causes because, you know, you have these triggers and basically your immune system is now destroying your weakest point, which might start with Hashimoto's or your thyroid, but then eventually other parts of your body also get destroyed. And that's what research also suggests is that once you get one autoimmune disease, you are definitely going to get a second and a third one, you know, like maybe 10, 15, 20 years down the lane. So I, I think agree 100%. absolutely correct that, you know, those underlying problems or the root causes are the main issues. Yes. So next question, obviously, everybody wants to know about is that, okay, well, you know, if that is the case, how does a stem cell play into the role and what are these stem cells and what are the exosomes? So let's delve directly into that thing. So let's, 
we let's just say like we did, we covered the underlying root causes for inflammation, meta-inflammation, and the triggers for autoimmunity, the foods, the chemicals, the heavy metals, the dysbiosis, the emotional stress. Let's say we have those players under control. Oftentimes there's damage done to these cells. And even though I'd love to think that the body can repair 100%, sometimes it can't. Sometimes there is damage and the, the cells, the, the memory, the recovery isn't there. So that's when we start to implement these peptides, these proteins that have been isolated to have their active components that send signals out to the cell to turn on and heal. So we implement these, these peptide therapies. And, and that's very intimate to my situation because insulin for type 1 diabetes is a peptide therapy. Absolutely. Without that insulin, I would have died a long time ago. So that's how powerful these peptides can be. And when used correctly and appropriately for the specific biochemistry of the individual or the physiology, it can catapult their health because sometimes these systems have been so damaged or denatured that they just don't know how to turn back on or the mechanisms aren't there to activate again to start the healing process. So we implement uh, peptides like BPC-157, KPV, um, TB-500. We're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to isolate the systems and upregulate them. And that's going to help the patient get to that place they want to a little bit quicker, even though we still love our, we love our nutrition we love our antioxidants, essential fatty acids. We're going to take it a step up with this activation of a peptide therapy. And then at the top of that, it was what we're finding out. And what I did back in the day at the cancer clinic, even though I didn't have cancer, I did the stem cell therapy. And those are the signaling molecules to heal. And as you know, as a doctor, as we get older, we start to lose our stem cells. And after the age of 50, they drop quite quickly. And that's why we don't that's like when our 20s, we'd be able to go out all night and have fun. And then the next day, just go right back to work. And it doesn't seem to feel like that in your 40s and then your 50s. It's a real challenge. Those stem cells that help repair and recover from the damage done aren't there. So we really feel that damage. So what we do is we implement these stem cells or now we implement these exosome therapies. And these exosomes are the pockets of information to turn cells on and help them remember what it's like to heal. Absolutely. So I think, you know, before we talk about the peptides, let's talk about the exosomes, you know, like, so how are they different from stem cells or they are like just same, like the stem cells and the exosomes are just similar, just the name is different. Well, they're actually quite different. We started off with some stem cell therapies in the United States about seven, eight years ago. And we noticed that we're, there was a lot of value to that, but it wasn't a super clean process. There's a lot of rogue proteins that we didn't need, but still we got some of the main proteins like exosomes that are inside the stem cell. And so we've been refining them and refining them. And now we have just isolated the exosomes that are inside the stem cell that signal the healing to the tissues. And so with that isolation, we can either inject them into a damaged shoulder or we can drop them in through an IV and circulate through the body. They're small enough that they actually traverse the blood-brain barrier. So we can actually get into the brain and quiet some of these inflammatory neurodegenerative diseases that we're so worried about. So that's great. So, I mean, you know, like in autoimmune diseases, you can use them through IV approaches and, you know, they can circulate in the blood. So now, as you mentioned that, you know, like exosomes are small 
signaling molecules. So yeah. are these like natural compounds? Most people will have concern or they are like very similar to like medications. How safe they are? So all these questions. Yeah, I, I haven't seen and I've been studying them for over 25 years and actually using them in my practice for the past seven. I haven't seen one side effect from them because they are natural proteins. Now, they come from different sources. They can come from the adipose tissue. They can come from the tibia. Uh, they can come from the umbilical cord. When a woman's pregnant, she can donate her umbilical cord. And in the Wharton's jelly is a plethora of stem cells. So they can take those, they screen them for safety, and then they isolate those exosomes. And uh, in the cosmetic industry, they put them on the face. Um, for health reasons, we do them IV to get anywhere in the body where there's a damaging inflammation or the drivers of inflammation are still there. And uh, it is probably one of the most powerful ways to help clean up the drama from decades of exposures to environmental contaminants and in lifestyles of processed foods or lack of exercise or you name it. It, it really is a, a positive way to, to change your health in the right trajectory. So let's say people do want to do these exosome treatments, like what kind of improvements, you know, like have you seen people when they get these exosomes treatment? Yeah. Well, I, I have so many examples, but I'll use one. I, a 58-year-old male, just a wonderful person. He's been in the community contributing his whole life. And he was scheduled to have a heart ablation because he was having arrhythmias and tachycardia. And so I talked to him about our treatment here and he's been a patient for four or five years and he want, we've been going after all those root causes and he's felt so good, but he still had a tendency to have that happen. So before he got his heart ablation, we did the exosomes and it hasn't returned in over a year and a half. Mm. So that was exciting to think that it can actually support the, the function of the heart electricity and the chemistry and the musculature that we don't even have to think about having an ablation therapy. I had another patient, he was, he was in his eighties and he was having a real time. Even uh, he, his, his favorite thing is to go out to the shed and work in the shed and he couldn't walk out there anymore. And we were really, we we're doing all the diagnostic testing. We we're worried about cardiovascular disease and so on and so forth. Everything was coming up negative. We did the exosomes and now he has energy all day. And all he does is just thank me for his new opportunity, his new lease on life. And of course, I've done them multiple times. I do them about once a year for my diabetes to keep things above good. I like to be healthy, but the exosomes add an extra layer of value to my life because I still exercise every day and I mountain bike and I play sports and I work 70 hours a week. I want to maintain that lifestyle. And it's a dramatic difference when I'm using exosomes. Hmm. So, I mean, a lot of thyroid and Hashimoto's patients, you know, have this issues of brain fog, fatigue and tiredness. So the exosomes can be a way to kind of improve their quality of life and improve these symptoms. Yes, absolutely. You got to remember wherever there's chronic inflammation, wherever is that autoimmune fire, even when you quiet it down, there can be damage. Well, like with diabetes, like with a long-term Hashimoto's dynamic, sometimes those cells are very damaged and they don't come back online. We try to save them as quick as we can to get them functioning again. The exosomes quiet the chronic inflammation, but they also have information on how to turn those cells back on. Sometimes it turns them on and sometimes it just turns them on a little bit, but there's always some kind of value to having that information in your body. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people might not even understand that, you know, like it is not organ specific because, you know, like people might think, well, you know, like these exosomes, you know, I don't have any heart trouble or I don't have like, you know, any structural damage to my muscles. So how are they going to heal my thyroid? Well, they're derived from, let's say, umbilical cord or anywhere else. Right. So these exosomes are not organ specific. Wherever there is a problem, they can send a signal and improve that situation. Is that correct? Well, that, that's a great point because you're absolutely 100% right on that. They haven't decided what they want to do. They just know that they can help. So we just do an intermuscular injection. We do an IV injection. They actually innately know to go to the areas of concern. They go to the areas of damage, of inflammation, of degeneration, and that's where their focus is going to be. They know how to do that. That is part of our innate capability. Now, the next question, obviously, a lot of people have this that because stem cells previously, like, you know, they had to do multiple injections and obviously they were like too expensive for that. With the exosomes, is that similar way that you people have to go for multiple injections, you know, for the treatment or is it just like, you know, maybe one or two? How does that work? I would say it depends on the duration, the length, the amount of damage that has been done during your lifetime. If there's a minimal, let's say that I did the exosomes when I was younger, before I had eight years of being autoimmune, that could have changed the dynamic very quickly and got me into a less inflamed, less damaged place. Whereas let's say I get a new patient, they're 60 years old, they haven't done any nutrition, they haven't done any detoxification, they still eat McDonald's. Those are drivers of disease. And so now the stem cells, not only do they have a job to do, they have a very difficult job to do because the underlying groundwork hasn't been done. So they might need multiple injections or IVs of stem cells. But then again, I have patients that I've been working with for 10 years and we've done so well together and they just want that extra thing to be gone. Mm -hmm. We implement that strategy and oftentimes it will help it out immensely, if not eliminate it. I've had patients who actually have had electromagnetic field sensitivity from Wi-Fi and cell phones. And I was working like crazy with homeopathy and detoxification, nutrition. We'd have them turn off their Wi-Fi at night. The only thing that gave them any resolution, they did the exosomes and they're completely free of EMF sensitivities. Wow. That's amazing because I have had my share of these patients who are sensitive to EMF and trust me, I have tried everything like diets and detoxifications and supplements and this and that. Maybe we'll get five to 10% improvement, but not beyond it. So if exosomes are great in this situation, this will be life shaver for a lot of people. That's exactly what I found so difficult. We got some improvement, but we want resolution as much as we can. And out of all the technologies I've ever found, and I've been around the world looking for them, the exosomes made that go away. So I was excited about that. So now that's my ace in the hole for EMF sensitivity. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, so obviously, like Hashimoto, a lot of people have these other sensitivities too. Like as soon as they are going to eat particular food, they're going to react or they have these crazy histamine intolerances or mast cell disorders. Obviously, you know, like we have diets and supplements and things to help out with that. But can exosomes help out these people who are super sensitive? It, it can. And again, what I think they do the best is they have information, not only to quiet inflammation, but to heal damaged tissue. I still find though that I like to do these other type of technologies that retrain the immune system. Because as you know, once the immune system memorizes that protein, 
it wants to keep attacking it. So that's where you get that histamine dynamic and all these other, you know, low chronic inflammatory responses. So exosomes do help, but I like to do some of the other technologies to help retrain the immune system. So it, it doesn't identify food proteins as bad. It doesn't identify the thyroid, the cells in the thyroid as bad. So we can retrain the immune system to like them again and just let them be without attacking them. Hmm. That is awesome. Now, there were some concerns, you know, with this, especially with the stem cells, you know, like about the quality and how are they harvested and, you know, yeah. are they any useful or not? Uh, is that the same issue we see with exosomes also that people have to make sure they are, you know, uh, going to a practitioner who is using, using certain kind of exosomes or not really? Yeah. Um, just like with supplementation, the New York attorney general about maybe six years ago, they did research on vitamins from your traditional places you'd go to get them, Walmart or Target, and they found that there wasn't any substance. The vitamin wasn't in the, the capsules that was rice powder. And these are things that the population is getting over the counter at trusted markets. So it makes a big difference what laboratory you go to, what company you work with. And a lot of research is done and I'm sure with you and your supplements, we research these, these sources for not only our nutrition, our essential fatty acids, but the same thing with medication, with peptides, and with exosomes. We, uh, we put them through a lot of scrutiny to make sure that their product is 100%. And every time it's what it is, it, it is what it says it is. So important. Absolutely, yes. So same thing with supplements and same with exosomes, you know, like obviously where people are getting it from is very important. And obviously exosomes, people cannot use them on their own. They have to go to a practitioner uh, to kind of get it. Uh, is there, you know, like, so like in functional medicine, obviously people can, you know, go to IFM and check and see who is certified with it. With the exosomes, how do people like, you know, uh, find the right practitioner? Do you have any, any guides for that? Well, you know, that's a good question. It, we're few and far between. And I look forward to more of us having access to these. But the only reason why I even implement the strategies because I had them done 25 years ago at a cancer clinic. And it really was a remarkable difference. So I've been looking and researching and pay attention. So I don't have a good answer to that, except maybe some of the doctors with the A4M or the American Academy of Environmental Medicine and uh, the, the functional medicine, we're at the cutting edge and we're looking for these answers. So possibly I know the peptides are there and potentially the exosomes. Awesome, awesome. So I think we have a great discussion about exosomes. You know, I think we can keep going on that, but I think I want to touch base on the peptides too um, before yes. we kind of, you know, uh, wrap up the show. So tell us more about the peptides. You know, you obviously you said insulin is a peptide, you know, like, so first of all, what are peptides? And then what do they do? So we'll, and you hear about, protein shakes and having enough protein and, you know, all these things. So you have protein. Well, what happens though, your body takes the protein and it has to disassemble it. And when you don't have a lot of inflammation, your body's functioning at a healthy capacity, your body, your cells know how to break that protein down and turn it, those amino acids and you build them into peptides. And those peptides go out to the tissues of the body and say, hey, we need this. We need this to heal. We have a little extra stress here. Upregulate that. And so peptides are quite amazing and there's thousands and thousands of them. And so what we're finding is, especially in our functional medicine approach, that 
when you have this chronic inflammation from the foods, the chemicals, the pathogens, the emotional stress, these peptides aren't being made in the capacity we need to heal. They're not the function, the mechanisms are offline. So then we subsidize the body with these proteins that we've done in a lab or a compounding pharmacy and we broke them into the peptide chain and then we take them orally or through injection and we upregulate the system that needs the help. And so it, it's a wonderful, safe way to help the body out. And it, it is, it, it, it expedites the process. Awesome. So people with Hashimoto's and again, like thyroid disorders, you know, like maybe what are the top peptides that you will be using and what do those specific peptides do for people and what kind of benefits they can get from them? Yeah. So with the thyroid dynamic and whether it's Hashimoto's or Graves, we're looking for peptides that work on the gut lining that help heal the gut and give you a little more constitution from the things that like to damage it, whether it's a damaging food like a weed or a dairy, or whether it's a, a fungus, a bacteria, a parasite or a virus. So one of my favorites that works throughout the body in so many different capacities is BPC-157. Now we can take it orally here in the office. We can do it through injection. We get that peptide to the area of damage and that peptide cell tells those cells, hey, turn on to heal repair. And so that is my A number one. And I'm sure you've heard of that one before. Probably used it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, one of my favorite peptides too, you know, is basically works in so many different capacities. As you said, heals the gut, heals the muscle, heals the ligaments. It's one yes. of those things which heals everything. So a lot of my uh, clients and patients, we use it. And again, there is tons of research studies that says, you know, it's completely safe. So yes. that's the biggest thing for me. Like, okay, well, if it is safe, then let's use it. You know, so I agree. absolutely. And I think a lot of people are already using BPC-157. So a great, great peptide. Mm -hmm. Another one that I like to use is maybe you've heard of the TB-500. And that was that thymic peptide that we used to have back. And they've had to modify it a little bit as, as time goes on so we can still use it and have appropriate regulations. But the TB500, that, that works on the, the TH2, the part of the autoimmune dynamic. So it helps quiet that uh, potential attack on the thyroid. And it does it in a very gentle, thoughtful way. So that's another go-to that I love to use. Absolutely, yes. You know, I think the TH1 and TH2 uh, balance, you know, is so important in Hashimoto's and autoimmune conditions. And uh, for a lot of people who do not know what this is, basically like, you know, you have kind of a good immune system and a bad immune system and an autoimmune condition, your bad immune system is raging high as compared to the good. And you just have to retrain your body. And I think that's what the TB500 does. Is that correct? That's exactly right. That's a great way to explain it. And, uh, and that's why we use that to help create that balance, that symmetry or homeostasis. When there's things that are taking the body out of homeostasis, we use things to bring it back in. Um, I also like if you've heard of MOTC. Yep. Yeah, that's great for the mitochondria. And who couldn't use more energy to build bone and build tissue and support brain function? So MOTC is another good one that I we like to implement whenever appropriate. Yeah. And then I mean, probably, please. Yeah, just about MOTC, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, because I talk about like in Hashimoto's and thyroid, it's like not only about a thyroid problem, it's a mitochondrial problem. Because yes. all of these symptoms, you know, are mitochondrial related where people have fatigue, tiredness, brain fog, 
you know like uh, feeling cold all the time so healing your mitochondria is so important and obviously we have great supplements for it but sometimes you know as we discussed before supplements are not able to fix the problem and motsi is one of those mitochondrial peptides which can improve the mitochondrial health and and you know basically improve all the symptoms have you seen that also in your practice too absolutely that's that was well said it absolutely again that that mitochondria is so instrumental in just supporting cellular function and there's so many things in today's 21st century environment that damage the mitochondria all day all night so we do look for those things in that peptide specifically just to help that mitochondria do what it needs to do and to support it and sometimes we need to compensate with that peptide because the mitochondria can't do it and that's the mot c and then lastly i'd probably i i'd throw out the kpv and that's an acronym and the kpv is just a very nice global anti-inflammatory it does support gut function so again we always like the gut because of those root causes that we're always concerned about but that's an easy one just to put into the mix to reduce global inflammation in the body absolutely so i mean uh, for a person like you know is working with you do you use peptides and exosomes together in a person or you will use one or the other yeah well the the chronicity of the patient base now and the, again the 21st century is so toxic to everybody and especially the united states where we we don't have that vision anymore about taking care of ourselves uh, and, and and it's not that we don't have movements we do and i love the i love the different movements that are focusing on organic and let's get away from that dairy and let's reduce the sugars but we still have a large business industry out there that are pushing high fructose corn syrup and carbohydrates and there's the pesticides and the herbicides and the fungicides and the fertilizers and the growth hormones, antibiotics and the steroids, genetic modified foods, too much stress, too much sugar, too much coffee. We're up against that. The, those are the things that are, are challenging us every day. So I will start a platform in the office of identifying the foods, identifying the chemicals, identifying the pathogens, the heavy metals, take those out of the equation as best we can, strategically use our peptides and then we sprinkle it with exosomes just to upregulate those tissues that can start to heal again. And so we like to use everything we can to help that patient recover at 100%. That is great. So there is no contraindication. There is no problem if like, you know, using multiple like, you know, uh, tools to help, you know, a person looks like you're using lifestyle changes, supplements, peptides, yes. and then maybe supplementing with exosomes, you know, whenever it is required. Yes, whenever it's required. If we can get it without, then that's fantastic. If not, we have another tool in our tool bag that's safe, supportive, and can be very, very effective. Awesome. Now, same thing is like with exosomes, peptides, you know, like a lot of people are using it and, you know, like peptides at one point or still like, you know, is so much popular, like, you know, in fitness and the bodybuilding industry and a yeah. lot of people are using them, but, but that's where they got the bad reputation or the name. You know, that, you know, these are steroids or these are growth growth hormone peptides, which can actually harm the body. So the peptides that, you know, you are discussing are totally different from those. So tell us a little bit more about that controversial piece about the peptides in the fitness industry and the peptide that, you know, we are using. Yeah. Well, let me use an example of a bioidentical hormone. Let's say a 50-year-old male comes to the office and has low testosterone. And he's open to doing lifestyle changes and things that we talk about that are so important, but he's still really low on his testosterone. So 
what we do is we want to get him into the physiologic range that's healthy of testosterone. And what I see in some of the industries out there is they want to surpass that and get into a dangerous place. And peptides, you can do the same thing. Every patient, whether we use bioidentical hormones or a peptide, we try to get into that place where the body is in homeostasis. If we can stay in the sweet spot, the body can function and it can start to heal. If we go past the sweet spot, there's consequences to any time you push the body out of the place that it likes to be. Now, you might get bigger muscle, but there's going to be consequences to having that bigger muscle. So most of our peptides aren't oriented around that the anabolism in that way. We're about healing and less anabolism, anabolic approaches. Absolutely. And again, this is where it is very important to work with a practitioner and not just go online and find a peptide and start using it because these literally can have issues if you're not used properly, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. Anything, even supplements we have to be cautious with, but we, you know, as I know you do, and, and I respect that as you do the lab work, we get the labs, we do the tests, we do the research, we keep that patient as best we can in the sweet spot of homeostasis. And that's where we stay safe. When we start to push past that, because we like some of the extra effects is when we can get the, the, the questionable concerns that happen from pushing past what is normally physiologically appropriate. And again, the question about the quality of the peptides, because again, a lot of people are selling these peptides, which are made like outside the countries and in different places. And people think, okay, well, it is cheap and, you know, like again, good. So again, please tell us a little bit more about, you know, like the sources of peptides and which ones are safe and which ones do you use? Well, we only use compounding pharmacies. And I think there's a couple other places out there that they have a quality approach, but the compounding pharmacies are the, the pharmacies that we use. I've already spoken to the pharmacists. They're on the same page, doc, that you and I are. We're doing it to help the body get into a place of healing, not into a place where it could push us out of our physiological range for health. And so once we know that pharmacist that owns that compounding pharmacy is in our functional medicine or environmental page, you can, you can guarantee that they're going to be taking care of us and having the right quantity and recommending the, the, the right approach with each patient with the quality that they say they have. Absolutely. And this is so important, especially with the peptides, because you don't want to put anything in your body, especially injecting anything in the body, which, you know, has not gone through all those rigorous testing and might have fillers or might have like unwanted things, which might harm a person's body. Absolutely. And, and we see that with supplementation. There's a lot of supplements and it doesn't take much to get supplements from other countries that have no regulation, but we can put any kind of label we want on it. And lots of places do that. And that's my biggest concern. So quality is of the utmost importance because I'm not going to put anything in my body that isn't going to be the quality that is going to take care of me and I know is safe. Absolutely. That is great. That is great. So we have great discussion going on about the exosomes, stem cells and the peptides, you know, like uh, anything else we have not covered that you want to share about these things, you know, for our folks. Well, I, I think that, it, well, I'll tell you what, my mentor who I, I credit with saving my life after my open heart surgery, this is what she told me. She said, be patient, confident, and hopeful. And as a 21-year-old who just had open-heart surgery and felt like he was going to die, that's the last thing I wanted to feel. But that really is the key to, to having patients, being confident, and doing the work. And the work means doing the exercise, avoiding the foods, working with a functional medicine doc who really can 
what we try to do is take that patient out of the place of whether it's addiction with foods or emotional eating or just confusion about all the different approaches out there to health. We like to isolate those pathways and just use the ones that we know will help them get to their goal of better health. So I, I think that just know it is a bit of a journey and the payoff is always amazing. Better, There's nothing better than having good health. So that, that's what I'd say for sure. Well, that is so important because a lot of people, you know, who are listening over here have been told that nothing can be done about their thyroid, nothing can be done about their symptoms. A lot of them have been handed over the SSRI or the antidepressant medicines like you as they have been. And they have been told that is in their head. So for them to listen from your mouth saying that there is hope if you keep doing the right things, you can get better. It's amazing. So folks, please listen what he's saying. There is hope for you to out there. And this show is all about hope because that's what we want to tell people that you can get better. So yes. where can people find you? Are you seeing patients? Tell us a little bit more about your practice and what you're doing. Yeah. So my practice is in Portage, Michigan, and we see patients of any type. And uh, we're a medical office and a natural healing center. We're an integrative office. So that just means that we take the best of both because it takes the best of both. And uh, we also do telemedicine. I have patients around the, the country and around the world. And so it really is just about getting that message out. And what you said so eloquently is there's hope. You can't do these things and not have the body respond in a positive way. And our job is to help to take that positive response as far as we can to give that patient back the life that they want to have. Absolutely. What's your, what's your website that people can go and find more information about your practice? So www.yourvitalityhc.com. Awesome. Great. And obviously we are going to share all this information in the show notes. So please check out the website and if you can go and, or maybe at least call their clinic and see if you are a good fit for them. Please utilize the services, you know, which is the most advanced treatment that you can get right now. So that'll definitely. That, kind of... Yeah, we'll be happy to do a free consultation for anyone who just wants to talk and uh, share some of their concerns and we'll let them know if they're a good candidate for our office. Oh, that's even better. You know, please, please look at that information and then call the number. Thank you so much. You know, we obviously can go on for hours and hours having a discussion about these like topics about peptides and exosomes. But I just want to kind of share with people that, you know, have done so much and they're still looking for more that this is a great option to take your health to the next level. And there are much more options available. So thank you so much for sharing this information. That's good. But thank you. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. All right, folks, this is for it today. Thank you so much.